You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you in partnership with the Iowa Healthy Estate Initiative and Make It Okay. Hey, Adam, did you know that one in five people will experience some kind of mental illness in their lifetime? I did not. Well, it, there's a wonderful community campaign called Make It Okay to reduce the stigma by starting conversations like we're going to do today in increasing understanding about mental illness. You can take the pledge to Make It Okay at makeitokay.org slash Iowa. And with that in mind, we want to welcome Paul Wehrman. He's a licensed mental health counselor at Mercy One Waterloo Behavioral Healthcare. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming. We have lots of questions for you today on mental health and how to make 2021 a better year. Yeah, we're uh, a lot of people as the new year passes by. It's always a time that people have a lot of goals to look ahead, a, a lot of health and wellness goals. Mm-hmm. Drop the extra five or ten pounds. That's a popular one. Other goals to personally achieve. But Paul, you have um, some advice a little bit as we as we wrap up 2020 and are looking ahead to 2021. What are your thoughts for everyone? Well, the first thing to do is when we're thinking of 2020. It's really easy to look at all the negative things that have happened. And this is a really good year that we are glad to have behind us. But on the other hand, there was a whole lot of positive things that came out of it. And if we want to have better mental health, we want to focus more on the positives. Telehealth coming out, you know, it was taking forever to get that approved. I can see clients from Des Moines or, you know, 200 miles away through the telehealth. People can't visit with families, but yet I've seen drive-by parades to still support everybody. So we've done a lot, especially here in Iowa, to help each other out and to move forward. I think, you know, they've always said um, Midwesterners are people that, you know, want to be together and we're really tight with our families. And I'm sure everybody is around the, the world, but we always, this year made us think outside the box. Like, how can I still stay in touch with my loved ones? And because that's a, that's a huge component, a huge component of being happy is staying in touch with loved ones, especially if you're going to have a baby or a death in the family, you want to connect, you want to stay connected. So I think it was wonderful to see the, the out of the box thinking people had in trying to stay connected in 2020. You know, Absolutely. So. A lot of creative solutions that yes. I don't think anybody probably thought that they would need to come up with, but then all of a sudden, right. we got to figure something out if we want to keep having a, a relationship with people. I live in a small town, and I tell you, I got chills every single time I saw the fire trucks came come through our little town for a, a 10-year-old boy, boy's birthday or a 5-year-old girl's birthday. And I mean, it just made them feel extra special in a time where it's a little scary for people. So it, it's wonderful that people are stepping up to make sure that everybody's mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the Zoom visits and the FaceTime and everything else that people are learning how to do with the technology. You're thinking outside of the box is absolutely, and we did it well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think wearing a mask is the norm now. You know, when we first started this, it was, oh my gosh, I feel silly wearing this mask. And But now it's like, if you don't wear a mask, it's out of the norm to not wear a mask. I know I feel a little naked when I forget Me that too. I don't have it in my bag that, oh gosh, I got to somehow get to my desk. <laughs> and it's a good feeling to know people care enough about each other to wear masks around right. each other. Yep. So... Okay, well, um, we, we talked about getting moving past negative things, looking and recognizing at the positive things, but we also want to think about some other things of the last year that we want to probably leave behind as well, Paul. Absolutely. This is a good time to stop and think, what bad habits did I pick up in 2020 that I need to get rid of? We spent a lot more time in the home, and people were baking a lot more, but maybe adding a few extra pounds that they need to get rid of. We know that alcohol sales were sky high. Maybe we need to look, okay, it's okay to have that adult beverage, but are we having more than we should? Mm -hmm. What other habits have we picked up that we want to look at and go, okay, let's leave them in 2020 and not carry them with us? One of the things that I was just reading about the other day was the amount of Americans, you know, right now with all the political views going out there, it can be very hard on someone going through depression or really having a hard time with just life in general. And then you go on Facebook or Twitter or and you see negative things all over the place. And one of the things I I read because of 2020, people were able to go more on Facebook and get pigeonholed into negative thoughts. And I think that's a really good thing starting 2021 for myself even, to not go, to go past those articles, just go right past them and focus on the beauty of what there is on Facebook, people that you love, um, people you want to connect with, but not to read those negative articles to keep you pigeonholed into that feeling of Negativity. It probably add some unnecessary strain on on the relationships that we have with with people too. Absolutely, we are all able to have our own viewpoints, mm-hmm. but we don't need to debate it hundred percent right. of the time, especially right. in our own free time at home. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> so not only the social media, but you, know, you got the newscasts. Some of them are extremely biased one way or the other, mm-hmm. and people that get hooked into them, and that's all they think about, and it is really draining for a lot of people until they stop and think, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. So yeah, regrouping is get rid of face the negative Facebook and focus on the positive ones is correct. Yeah. Well, and it's not all 100% due to news or, or social media, but I, there's another habit that we want to talk about leaving behind as we start over a new year, and that's not bringing over some of those grudges that we might have um, between different people if you've had a, a slight disagreement with someone. or even not so slight but (laughs) a lot of people carry a lot of baggage with them and hurts that happened when they were in childhood or marriages that ended and I've heard where people still are angry at their parent who died five years ago Mm -hmm. and can't let go and so I work with a lot of people on what the word forgiveness means how can we let go, not forget, but move forward. And when people are able to do this, what I keep getting over and over is that they feel like this big weight has just been lifted and they almost feel like they're floating. Mm-hmm. And so if we can work with it, and a lot of times you have problems doing that, that's another time to come in and see a mental health professional. And there's a lot of techniques we can give people to help them let go. 
especially the things that you can't do a darn thing about today. Mm-hmm. So those hurts and grudges, yeah, leave them behind. You got enough weight today. What do you, uh, Paul, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on, you know, with COVID, and it's going to be around for a little bit longer, obviously. Um, those people that suffer depression already are those who have never experienced depression, not knowing oh my gosh, why am I feeling this way, this dark way, or whatever they may be feeling. How do you, what are your suggestions for people who feel isolated still during this time, even in times of where we can connect through FaceTime and telehealth, but you're still alone because you feel like you can't go out into the community and socialize. What do you, what are suggestions for those people to not feel so isolated? That is a huge problem that we are running into with people actually being afraid to leave the house. And so the telehealth is a huge one to come in. But what those people need is human contact, somebody that they can interact with. And so the first thing we have to do is either A, get them out of the house, or B, connect them with a family member or friend. We need to be watching each other out more. Mm Because it is hard, and those people especially are the ones that we're trying to reach out to, but they don't watch TV anymore because it's too scary. Mm-hmm. They're not on the phone. People won't, they won't answer their door. And so it's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And then you get the people that had the agoraphobia to start with and were afraid to leave the home, and now they got a great excuse for staying in there. And we were, you know, have to rechange their thoughts on how to get them out. But if we can't reach them, it's kind of hard to help them. And this is where the family, the friends, other people have to watch out and suggest, strongly suggest, even set up the Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. help them out. I've heard of potting. So you have a social, you have a group of people that you pod together with. P o d d i n g. Yes. Potting, not pot, not pot, potting, not like, potting a plant like a but. flower. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, what do you know? Anything is that a good way to probably help people that feel isolated or anxious about it? Is to okay, you create groups of people that you trust will stay just within their group so they don't spread the virus asymptomatically. I mean, would that help people like that? Or no? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It's a two-edged sword. Yes, if it's a positive group, but one of them is, was with that group that was talking about how it's safe to stay home and how oh. everybody can stay home and we can worry about it and we don't have to get out, and they kept reinforcing the negatives. Mm-hmm. Good point. And so that one was not a healthy one. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a healthy pod, Absolutely. So as we look to our goals for doing things for the next year, I know obviously we're being told to social distance, and that's good, um, and maybe don't go out and do things as frequently as we would, but there are still plenty of things that we can do um, outside the house. We don't have to be complete shut-ins. And so I know, for example, um, you could choose to visit every state park and go explore and things like that. Yep. Um, We are all dealing with what can we do. Um, a lot of events have been canceled, uh, social distancing, stores, do we want to go into them or not? And so we refocus the thoughts. How can we get out and do things? Um, some people are trying to visit every county in Iowa and just driving around looking at you know the older buildings, the things that used to be and remembering. 
um, visiting, but doing the social distance so you get your food, you know, from the drive-in. But some stores, small towns, they do wear their mask and, you know, there's not many people. You can still go in and shop. It's important to get out, not allow this COVID to keep us prisoner in the house. Mm -hmm. We have to respect it, but it does not have to control us. Mm -hmm. I know I had a friend that um, they actually plotted out a, a route over a weekend and they found all the different landmarks in the state of Iowa, not just historical landmarks, but, but novelty things like the world's largest frying pan yes. in Brandon, mm-hmm. Iowa, yep. and then the world's largest rocking chair, which is in the Amanas. <laughs> um, but they did a two day trip and they went all the way to the Western side of the state. They circled back into the Eastern side of the state. He said it was one of the funnest things that he probably did in the last year. And it was completely pretty much socially distant other than him and his friend that went with him. They were in their car, which is, you know, literally a pod. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then everything was pretty much outdoors. So what a constructive thing to, and and entertaining Mm -hmm. to to fill that time. Mm -hmm. And we're very fortunate in Iowa because we, we have, we do have things open still. Mm -hmm. There are other states that don't. Um, So at least we're able to, like you said, not feel prisoner in our homes. We can get out, even in the cold weather. I'm not a fan of it either. But there is something to be said about getting out in nature at any time. I mean, just to free your mind a little bit. Even going to just the county parks or the city parks and being able to just sit in the car with the window down Mm -hmm. and feel some fresh air, especially if the sun's shining and just there's something about seeing that big ball up there in the sky that can make a person feel better. Get that yeah, vitamin definitely. D. Yep. You know, and um, I, I'm not I'm I'm not one for puzzles, but I know like I've heard lots of people have invested in puzzles this year for winter because it keeps their mind busy and it keeps them, you know, doing something instead of watching TV and watching negative stuff. And I still like to bake. I know that we got to keep moving when we bake, but I do like to bake. And I actually pulled out my guitar from years ago <laughs> nice. and started playing it again. And you know. My kids think, wow, mom played the guitar, but it's one of those things that you don't think about unless you have time to think about how, what else can I do? Cause I'm bored during yeah. the winter, you yeah. know? So. And putting jigsaw puzzles together is really a healthy thing to be doing. And if you can do it with, you know, another family member in sharing that time, mm-hmm. it's very relaxing and good. I'm at, I, did hear that they were running out of puzzles <laughs> and some of the stores did not have any, mm-hmm. but I've been to some of the men and nice stores around here and they have plenty of puzzles out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, if you really want to try your hand, try the world's largest puzzle, which I heard is a little over 56,000 pieces. Oh, oh Lord. Sure, oh, man. I don't know if I'd ever no be way. able to complete that over a lifetime's work. <laughs> I watch my mom and sister do the puzzle. That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in every few minutes, every hour or so. Um, Okay, so Paul, we talked about um, relationships that we have with other people and how how we can make that more positive. But we also have to remember that there's a such thing as self-care as well. Absolutely. And whenever people start wondering if they should be taking care of themselves, I always think about when you're flying in an airplane. And the first thing they tell you when the oxygen masks fall down, put it on yourself first. So that if you take care of you, you are able to help other people. And if not, you're going to become the burden that they got to take care of. So doing the exercise, getting plenty of sleep. And if you need to learn sleep hygiene, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. 
but staying in bed worrying about things is not one of them. If you can't sleep, get out of bed. Go read a really dull book. Do not get on your social media and your computers. Mm -hmm. And when you're tired, go back to bed. But just laying there worrying, you just kind of help your body get used to that's what you do when you go to bed is worry. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to do that one. So the exercise, eating healthy. Yes, I like to bake. I like to make bread. But I got to watch my carbs. Mm -hmm. And so the comfort foods, a little bit. But if you see you're doing a lot of them, you might want to regroup. And that's having that balance, too. A lot of people are working from home. Mm -hmm. You still have to have a separate place that you're working from. That's your workstation. The rest is your home station. Try to keep them separate. And it's not always real easy to do, but it's necessary so that you come home from work. And even even dressing like you're going to go to work, yep. even though you might not be leaving home mm-hmm. that day, it, it makes you get, it will stay in that routine. Yep. And how we dress does affect our mood. You know, if we're in our leisure clothes, we're not going to feel like working. Talk to me on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, you know, the mom in me has the question of, you know, we got to take care of the kids. And if you're a parent and your kids are not going to school yet, you got to help with that. And and if you have a young child, um, sometimes we don't feel like we can take time for ourselves. So what do you say to those parents out there um, speaking to the moms out there? Because I am a mom. How much is how much should you give yourself a week for healthy time, me time? I mean, what's a good amount to say it's okay to spend two hours a week? I mean, you think about all the hours in a day you have. How much is a healthy amount of time to say to a to a parent, a, a, anybody out there? It's okay to spend this amount of time for yourself because it just makes you a better person overall. As much time as you need to regroup and to relax and to feel better about yourself. Some people, it's going to be a lot shorter than for others. But I have learned that we never have the time to take care of ourselves. But anything that is important to us, we always make the time. And so this is where we get creative again. Maybe for that time alone, locking the bathroom door and taking a long bubble bath. Where talk to the spouse if you have one, say, you watch the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And making that time of the evening. But most of us need, you know, an hour or two each day to take care of ourselves. And when the kids are asleep, we make the time. And there's a lot of in-between time that if we use our imagination, we can find these 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there to read a book, to read a magazine, to do a little project and do it. But yeah, taking care of yourself. Sometimes we just have to force ourselves to go do it anyway. And depending on the age of the kids, let the kids babysit each other if they're old enough. Mm -hmm. Give them some responsibility, age appropriate. And they're going to feel more a part of the family. And they're helping mom and dad. And we used to do that all the time, especially growing up on the farm. And so there's ways to help the mom Mm-hmm. Well, really, the art of doing nothing is the art of doing 
something. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I think a lot of people just have a hard time to sit there and relax, you know, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do and they feel like they got to be doing this or doing this or doing this and spending time with this person. But I think we often forget we have to take care of ourselves first. You're right. So sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and for some people, it is extremely hard to do. Yeah. I find it hard to do myself sometimes, so it's good to hear this. You know, it's a good re- it's a good reminder for me that it's okay to sit and watch TV and binge for an hour yeah. in my my week. You know, yep. something makes me happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, we, we we have a few minutes left with you, Paul, before you got to get off to the next thing. I think we what we do need to talk about though is is some signs that people might need some professional help. I have learned that when people have a change in their behaviors. And there's not a valid reason for it. Um, if there's a death in the family, we're obviously going to feel bad for a few days and not be able to do things. But when you start noticing that you don't have that energy that you used to have, that you're isolating yourself more and staying away from family members, those activities you used to do to have fun, but you're not, just don't feel like doing them anymore. Sleeping, either too much or not enough and eating the comfort foods, those signs of change in behaviors that start to affect your ability to do your other things in life, those are usually the signs then that maybe you need to go in and just get evaluated. And a social mental health person, social worker can help a person realize that what they're doing is okay. Sometimes just feeling bad because you're sitting around and guilty watching TV, we can go, no, that's a really good thing. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. And so seeing a mental health doesn't mean that you are admitting that you are crazy or anything like that. We all need help. Um, I think when you said 20, 25%, that's at any given time. And if we take it cumulative, we have probably all suffered from some depression, some anxiety, and that's the most of it. And it doesn't mean we're not bad people or anything. It just means we need help. Mm-hmm. And so trying to get rid of that stigma that going to mental health is not any different than going to see a medical doctor and get the help you need. Yeah, I, I love that there is a there is a program um, for this this campaign because I think, like you said, at some point in everybody's life you need help. I mean, we're all human. We all have feelings. And um, I, f- I think it's great that you, you, you really state that at some point you just got to ask for the help. And it's not because you're weird or you're off. It's that you just need help like everyone does once in a while in their life. And it's okay. Make so, it okay to ask for help. Make yes, it okay absolutely. To talk about. Absolutely. Paul, I want to thank you so much for for joining us this morning. Anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap it up here? The main thing is is that if you are having problems dealing with a life issue and you can't fix it on your own, seek the help. It's available and it's good for you. Perfect. Well, we thank thanks again for coming in today. You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, I want to say thank you to Paul Wehrman, licensed mental health counselor at Mercy One Waterloo Behavioral Health Care. And you can find a behavioral health expert in your area by going to mercyone.org. And remember, the Make It Okay campaign is here to help educate Iowans and get the conversations going about mental illness so we can end the stigma together. We can make it okay. 
together. Learn more at makeitokay.org slash Iowa. We know you have feedback to send to us, so you can email that to podcast at mercyhealth.com. You can also find our submission form online at mercyone.org slash podcast. You know we love your feedback. Get it to us. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Until then, live your best life.